0: I don't wanna set the world on fire. I just wanna start a flame in your heart.
1: All right, everyone, welcome to the Tory Set Show. So. I uh, played a little bit of music that I can't obviously play. Well, I'll I'll see. I'll put it on YouTube. Worst case scenario. They ding me for it. I mean, what are they going to do? So we've got a lot going on today. A lot of boom, boom, boom going on so far. U.S. Army, U.S. Air Force, stand by. Uh, We had a lot going on uh, in regards to the president being ill, the president not ill, You know, so let's just put some context into it. What we have to do is travel back to back in time and remember what Pelosi had said. This is quite an interesting statement she made. And I told you to remember it.
2: Whether he knows it yet or not, he will be leaving. Uh, just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a uh, duly elected president of the United States. Mm. And the uh, I just, you know, I'm second in line uh, to the presidency, and just last week I had my Regular continuation of government briefing. This might interest you because it's say Mm -hmm. to them, "This Mm -hmm. is never going to happen. God willing, it never will." But there is a process. It has nothing to do with it. the certain occupant of the White House doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency fumigated out of there. It's not geography or location so so much for him i wouldn't spend so much time on it that's a victory for him because then we're not talking about your first more important subject which is what are we going to do and see is the presidency it's not geography or location so so much for him i wouldn't spend so much time on it that's a victory for him because then we're not
1: talking about you so they want to fumigate him out of the white house And you know, the funny thing is, and nobody's talking about why the, why was the debate held at the Cleveland Clinic? I mean, we just caught them with Chinese spies that had to do with coronavirus. So the question is, why was it at the hospital? Hmm? And why is everybody talking about the Rose Garden? Hmm? (laughs) Pretty, pretty interessante. We're not going to get into that though today, unfortunately. Uh, I just wanted to cover other things uh, that are to come. And just to show you the insanity of the left, you know, I had tweeted out, you know, when the president was boarding Marine One, I found it really strange, I'm sure all of you did too, that CNN followed Marine One from liftoff to landing, like stalking the chopper. And it's like, all right, hey, CNN, stalker much? Like, liftoff? Why don't you just go to where he lands? Why are you following the helicopter? What do you guys think? I mean, I'm smiling while I'm saying this, but why do you think that they were stalking Air Force? Uh, I mean, Marine One. Who? Why do you think they were stalking it? Think about it. Why? Were they stalking it from liftoff to landing? They were stalking it. Hold on. I think I have the video. Hold on. Let me see if I can show it to you. Uh, Cause that tells you everything you need to know. Um, let me see if I can find it. It was, it was incredible. I'm like, come on guys. You know, you should, you should see this because This is important. When have they ever stalked, stalked Marine One? That's what you have to think about. Why did they stalk Marine One? That's key. And I want you to think about it while I pull this video up, which is, man, I didn't even know how many people responded to it. Like I'm trying trying to find it. Let me see Gosh darn it! What are you doing, Twitter? Okay, let's see. Um, let me see. Um, gosh, what was it? That one. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Let me share this screen. This was this was something that everyone should have been like, yo, that's different. I mean, there's been so many times, so wow, stalking Marine One, not even trying to hide it anymore. Look, they- Costa took a
3: picture of- listen wolf as i was wolf as i was saying we you know uh, jim Acosta took a picture of some white House staffers who were gathered uh, for the president's departure all of them were wearing masks uh, you know nearly a dozen staffers there and wolf what's remarkable is that that picture was a novelty i mean i can't recall another instance where i have seen so many white House staffers actually wearing masks at the same time and we are uh, months into this pandemic wolf and yet it takes the president of the united states coming down with with coronavirus.
1: look guys they were even filming the trees they did not want to get their eyes off marine one why
3: virus for the white house to begin following many of its own uh, cdc guidelines which they have been encouraging americans to follow for months now and yet we are only now starting to see that trickle into the white house uh, and, and beyond that wolf obviously as we are talking about the president's condition the change in how the White House has been describing his condition uh, throughout the day, Uh, one of the reasons why we are obviously so skeptical of the way that they've been describing the president's condition is because this is a White House, Wolf, that has obviously consistently withheld information, uh, offered counterfactual false information, uh, not only uh, about the president himself, uh, but about a range of topics. And so we often talk about this White House's credibility problem, Wolf, and this is when it matters these are those national security crises when the white house's credibility matters it doesn't just matter as it relates to matters of foreign policy uh, and matters of war and peace uh, but it also matters when it comes to the president's health which which is also of course a national security matter and we are now seeing uh, the results wolf of of uh, five years from the president's candidacy throughout his time in the White House uh, of, of his falsehoods and his lies uh, coming back to bite him in the sense that it is very hard to believe word for word everything that the White House is saying about the president's condition. <laughs> and furthermore, because of the fact that there has been shifting explanations throughout the day, the White House chief of staff saying the president's very energized, then the Dr. Uh, Sean Connolly, the White House physician, saying that the president is is fatigued merely hours later.
1: <laughs> Okay. So that was that was interesting, right? That was very interesting that they followed them around. Follow them. Now the one thing that was very interesting too was hold on. Let me see if I could find it. Cause it was hilarious when I saw it. Okay. So I saw this in Jack Dawkins thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. This picture is like the funniest thing I have ever seen. I think I think the subtitle in this Made me laugh so hard. I just couldn't help myself. But the question is, okay, so CNN is following Marine One insanely, right? Like they're following through the trees, talking about it, and, uh, you know, following it and saying all these things. Oh, see, he didn't take it seriously, and we can't trust him, and it's all lies, lies. Wait, wait. So let's do it this way. Let's pretend all of us are sitting around and you, me, and another person, three of us, let's say, decide to tell everyone that if they drink, uh, you know, pink colored water, that they're all going to get sick. And it's a lie, right? It's a total lie, a total lie. And the rest of the world is saying you can drink pink water. I don't know. I'm just not going to drink it because I'm scared. Uh, and the president's like, ah, oh, you know, we'll find a cure. It's no big deal. Like whatever. It's, it's not going to kill you. Cause you made it up with your friends, right? You made it up. You know, it's not true. Right? So then suddenly some guy starts to say, you know, the president says, Uh Uh-oh, I drank some pink water, I'm dying. And then all of us are looking at each other like, what the heck, we know that's BS, right? What's going on? What's going on? He's drinking the, good, good, good. Then maybe something else happened. Maybe they got to him. Maybe whatever we planned at the clinic worked, right? All right, so let's run with it so everybody believes that the pink water that we totally said is dangerous, that it is. So then we thump, Oh, pink water kills you. And he was like not taking it seriously. And look at that. And look at that. And and he's going to die. And we need transition of power. And he's on oxygen. And he's on life support. Oh, woe is me. Pelosi's going to become president. Soak them teeth. Pelosi, get that new poly grip. We can't have any loose teeth flying. You're up next. Everyone's thumping it. Then think about it. What if. They knew, they knew, but they used it as cover because they knew about something else. That's treason, that's sedition, that's a crime. That's a crime, okay? So then we had them going insane, fear pointing the world. Oh my gosh, he's gonna like totally die. National security, we're gonna be going to war. He can't work. Kamala Harris pulls out of the VP debate so weird, of course, it's a Harris administration, so all of this is happening, wait and then they get upset that he got better, so first he's on his deathbed and we're really sad and this is so bad for America and everybody needs to panic because you know, we're going to have a problem but then they get angry because he goes to say hello to people and that he might be coming out, so they they are unapologetically upset, upset that he's better. Unapologetically. Wait, wait, you gotta see this. And they titled it Cabrera fires back at Trump Advisor defending Trump's Walter Reed outing. What? Excusez-moi. Is it like, do you want him on the deathbed? Of course you do. Of course you do. But listen to how insane she goes. What first of all, why
4: why did the president leave the hospital for this publicity stunt?
5: Uh, Anna, well, thank you very much for having me on this evening. Good to be back on with you here on CNN. Uh-
1: okay, first of all, let's talk about Jason Miller. He is so awesome. He's totally trolling her. Her opening statement, why did he do a publicity stunt? He's supposed to be dying. Why is he out? Listen to her and listen to him. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>
5: Uh, A couple things I want to tell you here. I want to tell you about two conversations that I've had with the president. One was about 15, 20 minutes ago, and then I had a lengthy conversation with him yesterday. And when I had this half hour conversation with the president yesterday, he said two really important things. Number one, we're going to defeat this virus. He's going to defeat it. We're going to defeat it as a country. Then we're going to go win this campaign. But he said another thing that I found very important. And he said, be careful. I want you to tell people to be careful. That means wash your hands, use hand sanitizer. If you can't socially distance wear a mask be careful very important message
1: we need to pay attention to her body language she's pissed she's like oh jesus he's telling people to wash their hands wear a mask we all know it's a hoax why is he pushing this this is really upsetting me look at her face she's telling you everything you need to know from the president. And Okay, then when I so spoke let me stop you there, because
4: ago, back to my original question, which was about the publicity stunt of him getting in this vehicle. Well,
6: is that uh, him Anna, being I, careful
4: I was, when he's putting these Secret Service members at risk when he has the coronavirus and is, is apparently, you know, very infectious given his symptoms?
1: damn blinking override and you're putting secret service whose job is to defend you with their life at risk how dare you for the publicity stunt because he's like coronavirus blink 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 blink, is so catchy like how could he do that
5: well, on it, what I was getting to is, number one, President Trump was feeling very good yesterday. He's feeling even better today. And so it's good to see him on the mend, good to see him on the rebound. Mm-hmm. And he's really been buoyed by the show of support from people who've been outside Walter Reed Medical Center in Bethesda. And he wanted to, as a sign of gratitude, uh, show folks that he's still fighting for them. He's looking forward to getting back out on the campaign trail. And so in a very safe way, I uh, drove by and said hi. Uh, and again, he did that in front of camera so the media was able to see it. Uh, and, and important, when I was talking with the president just about 15, 20 minutes ago, he said another thing that I found very telling. They said, I know what it's like to go through this.
1: Let's just stop it right there. So let's just be really, really rational. OK, so the mainstream media is foaming at the mouth because they know that the pink water doesn't get you sick. And now he's claiming the pink water got him sick. They're tracking Marine One like crazy. And it's like, hello, we have other technology you don't know about. And you know, disguise, hello. And so they're they're of the fact, well, no one's seen him in Walter Reed and we don't know what's going on. And there they are investigating the pictures. Oh, they were taking 10 minutes apart in different clothes. Actually, one, he was wearing a jacket. The other one, he wasn't. It wasn't different clothes in different settings just to make it look like he's busy. Uh, You know, all these things because they're just like, wait a minute, he's not there. I'm telling you. And this is why he came out, not so much to say thank you to everyone and everything, but to show that he's there. So people don't say, well, what if he's not there? What if he's somewhere else? What if he's on a boat? What if he's on a plane? What if he's on Mars per se or Venus or the moon? So they're upset. They want to know where he is. They know that he can't be sick from COVID. They're upset that he's using the COVID card. And they're even more upset that they're like, yeah, we're just going to do it with caution. They're like, damn it. Cause if he rises from, From the dead after three days and he's better, then he's going to be like, oh, you know, I took hydroxychloroquine or whatever he took. And it works. And if it works for me, the leader of this free nation is going to work for everybody else. So let's make it free. Oh, that means we don't need to have shutdowns anymore. Oh, dear. This is a problem.
5: We're going to beat this as a country. And when I get out of here, we're going to be talking a lot about COVID and how we go and beat it as a country. And so I think there's a a level of understanding as someone who has gone through it themselves, where he can relate with people, understanding people have gone through this COVID virus, this China virus that has hit us. And this is the most important thing facing the country. And President Trump is ready to lead on it.
4: Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad to hear that he does. She's totally feeling much better. to that point about being honest with the american people about this virus hundreds of thousands of americans have battled and they've died
1: she's so angry she's like yeah let's talk about being honest about this virus right now okay let's talk she's really upset she's so not happy he's better according to what we're saying and so she's like really upset look at her face she's really pissed
4: from the virus, Jason, they have had to do so alone. Families and friends aren't allowed in the hospital. They're not allowed to go on joy rides. Many, you know, can't even be treated in a hospital until they are critically ill. So I, I just wonder, how does a stunt like this, um, that not only puts a spotlight on the inequities and in President's cavalier attitude to this virus, but endangers the lives of others, help
1: his campaign? Well, all the. So everybody else can't get treatment like him because they have to be really sick. So the president's like, what, special? Um, Yeah, he's the president. And, you know, they're not allowed to go on joyrides. They, they they can't even go home. And they have to stay home till they're, like, deadly. And it's like he's going on joyrides. They can't go on joyrides. Who is he special? He's the president. Well, wh- how's this helping his campaign? This is a campaign stunt, of course. Tell us.
5: Well, I want to push back a little bit there, Anna. I don't think this was a stunt at all. I think this was President Trump uh, showing people that he's very gracious for the hospitality they've shown him, for the support that he has, uh, for the hundreds of people outside Walter Reed Medical Center there. But he's also done that. He's also done, that. He's also done
4: that in videos that but, he's put out on Twitter without having to endanger lives of Secret Service members by being in a car that's hermetically but they've, sealed they've take, in order to do this drive-by. Uh,
1: they, so let's be straight. If he's at Walter Reed on a plane, on a boat, on a spaceship, on a submarine, on a bicycle, he's going to have secret service up his butt. Okay. They're going to be everywhere. When he sleeps, he's got secret service. Okay. When he goes to the bathroom, he's got secret service. So now she's concerned about secret services. Well-being he's putting people at risk, uh, that is their job and they are their 24. They taste his food and water, girlfriend. So what is it? Look how upset her face is. She's, we, re- this person is evil and she is so upset because they know the truth and she's more upset because we're like, yeah, that's what's up.
5: But we know that Secret Service always takes great care of their agents. They make sure there's always extra layer of precaution. Obviously, we also not know Secret House Service agents have contracted the
4: virus in the course of their duty.
5: But we also know that Secret Service takes great care of their agents. They always take extra precaution. I'm not part of White House operations or in the White House medical unit. So the exact logistics I can't speak to, but I know the Secret Service takes this very seriously. And I think it was great that President Trump was able to get out there and show he's ready to take this virus head on. He's, you can't just stay locked up, whether it be in the attic or in the basement forever. We need to go out there and lead. We need to go and defeat this virus, show people around it. Now to your earlier comment, look, one life lost, because of the China virus is too many. And I think President Trump uh, has been very clear in articulating that over and over, that we have to go and destroy this COVID-19 that that we got, that our country has been attacked by. And that's a, a very clear focus from the president. You see it on everything, what he's talking about on the campaign trail, you see it in his speeches from the White House, you see it in our advertising. This he's is been his downplaying, clear one He's focus. been
4: downplaying the virus. And let's just be honest, let's call a spade a spade. He has not been speaking about no, this virus I, I, in I a would, serious manner, no, and, I, I, and 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 yes, it's it's true. We've heard him on tape talk uh, about how he uh, intentionally gonna, has downplayed this virus. He hasn't worn a mask every time. He's been holding these rallies with without social distancing, with most of the people in the crowds not
1: wearing masks either, which is an extremely so high risk environment. I'm fundamentally, and he knows it. Uh, yeah. I'm- Dear, like, I'm doing translations here, or interpretations, actually, because it's verbal, but, uh, you know, people call them translations. So, let's have an interpretation here. What? So, damn it, you're saying he's sick, so you're making this look real. Well, he said it wasn't real. He's not wearing masks, and he's holding rallies. How could he hold rallies? This is just terrible. Fine, we're going to call him Peaceful Protest, and he's going to be a guest, speaking at our Peaceful Protest. That's what's up. Look at how upset she's, she's ready to cry. Look at her face. Jason Miller, smooth and cool as a cucumber. He's just rolling. A, man, he's, he's so badass. I really like him. i um-
5: I'm going to fundamentally disagree with you on this. What the president has made very clear is that we can't stay locked up. We can't stay hidden in the basement forever. We have to take this head on. As the leader of the free world, he can't run away from this. You can't just stay locked up okay, in the White House. I'm gonna, for six but months. I'm going to stop you, you to there go out because there and you're right. He, these could, he could
4: still go out there. But even as he goes out there, Jason, he is not taking the simple precautions that could save lives. And he's encouraging no, his no, supporters Anna, to Anna, come to these uh, rallies, to his campaign rallies.
1: Like, okay, fine. Let me tell you, right? He's encouraging people to go out. Like, how could you? Like, Black Lives Matter, that's totally another thing. They're twerking, and it's for social justice. This is about, you know, rallies. And Biden can't fill in squares. He has like nine people coming out because everyone else wants to be safe. Trump just wants to put people in danger. So let me tell you that pink water is dangerous, and you said so. So I'm going to use that against you now.
4: Let me finish, No, Ana, you're mistaking yes, it. Yes, we have video. Let, let me show you the video from his campaign rallies, guys. Let's play it. Let's show the crowds that are packed in to his rallies who have, show people having their you don't have checked. masks on. The, the campaign obviously has the upper, has the.
1: I wonder if she's going to show all the protests, you know, where they're like twerking in the street, doing splits on each other, you know, sharing straws, you know, Close to each other. I, I wonder if she's going to show that. You know what? We should actually coin them peaceful protests. And we just invite the president. We could say, hey, campaign, we shouldn't do be doing rallies. We should be doing peaceful protests. So all of us will be coming as peaceful protesters and we would like to invite the president to speak at these peaceful protests. That'll make their heads explode. I mean, what? Do we have to set a building on fire? Sure. Let's get a dumpster. Let's throw a little bit of kerosene in there. Let's light that that thing up because apparently if you burn stuff, you don't get coronavirus. And we'll twerk and thump to music too. Just just to make them happy. Ability
4: to mandate masks and social distancing, and that hasn't Anna, been done. Rallies, Jason, we take will, your rallies, will your rallies? Will your
5: events?
4: In, Jason, hold on just a, a second. Let me ask the question. Let me ask the question, and then We're I'll asking multiple I will stop questions on so it
5: before I can respond to any but of them.
4: I haven't asked the, the full question. I'm, I'm making the point and showing the video with the Trump campaign supporters at these rallies without masks, without social distancing, in an in, in environment in which you've set up uh, for these rallies will you make changes now because the president has experienced this he knows you know the reality of the virus as you discuss will there be changes to his campaign events in which you will mandate masks and mandate social distancing
5: so let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that we take everybody's temperature as they're coming into events. We're going to give everybody a mask. We're going Which is to give everybody been doing. hand sanitizer. Which is we're what you've been doing. We're going to encourage people to wear their mask. And you know what? That's been a very safe and very responsible thing to do. And that's what we've done from the beginning of this. We're taking this very seriously. And so we've always Jason, been leading from Jason, the front on that. And we're going to continue you, to. How is
4: this very safe and very responsible? We just know from that Rose Garden event... It, for example, where people weren't wearing
1: Okay, so that's not where he got it, and your super spider was wearing a mask, and people that got the coronavirus supposedly at the Rose Garden were wearing a mask. And if masks work, what do you care? You're wearing a mask, right? The diaper on your face works. Let's Let's go with it. So other people just want to go there. What if they have a death wish? They don't want to wear it. What's your problem? They're just going to die. Are you saying that we should enforce people to not want to die? Maybe all of us should wear those dog cones. I mean, I hear it's all the race. (laughs)
4: Masks, where people were in social distancing, there are multiple people who have since so, contracted yeah, let, the so coronavirus, let me, let me and, and it's the very moment, same environment that we are seeing at yeah, your rallies, let, except for there are even more people who are packed in. So everybody, and who everybody have who's around the even fewer resources to make sure. On everybody, uh, you know, many of who's around the tested. president.
5: Okay, everybody who's around the president is tested. Uh, people are kept a distance away from the president. Also, there's masks that are distributed. Hand sanitizer that's passed out. What, here, there's a lot of things that we don't know about this virus. So, for example, one reporter do I know, know they contracted that COVID. Anna, you have to Ana, you, you gotta, you gotta and let people me. Who
7: wear Anna, masks.
5: Anna, can I? Anna, can I just? Can I just? Please just yep. let me finish this answer because I'm, I'm, I'm trying okay. to be responsible. I'll let you finish. You. Forgive me. And okay. So one, one reporter uh, who contracted coronavirus uh, was wearing a mask the entire time and still contracted coronavirus. And so the important thing here is there are a lot of things we don't know about COVID, but what we do have to do is stay vigilant in developing these therapies and these vaccines to make sure that we defeat it. We can't stay locked up the rest of our lives. We're going to be smart. We're going to be responsible about this, but we're not going to hide in fear. We, President Trump wants to get life back to normal for people. And that's a critical point. Uh, On the other side with Joe Biden, I think he wants to stay locked up forever. President Trump is gonna lead us through this and he's gonna defeat it.
4: Jason, let's be clear. The president is in the hospital right now because he contracted the virus and he has put himself at risk by conducting the business the way he has and conducting some of these events.
1: So you mean that he's doing events and that he went to announce the SCOTUS nomination? That was a risk and he shouldn't have done it. Um, but, you know, uh, apparently it's all his fault. Jason Miller obviously knows what's up. She's just really pissed off Then now the narrative is in our park. And so that is the problem that she has. Listen to her ending here. But 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 let me just come back to but, but on, your being, you're on, part but, of his wait, wait, campaign. So let me just
4: go back but, to but on, a question Anna, that I you asked. Misstated, you,
5: earlier. Excuse me. you misstated just real quick, you, you misstated something before. President Trump uh, followed all of the protocols. No, he didn't. Everybody around him, no, everybody yeah, around him was tested, knows. they kept distant, and still somehow he contracted it. Okay, My whole that's point earlier. Just, is just is that's not there true are a lot though, Jason. we, we just have we have the videos in
4: which the president is at events. Where people aren't following the protocols, where people aren't social where distancing, where everybody,
5: where, people where aren't, everybody, where, so
1: who cares? Those people don't want a social distance. Like, what is their problem? uh CNN fake news. Anna Karen Cabrera. I'm sorry. Like this was, this was a lot of fun. We have to watch these things so we can laugh. The funniest thing is, uh, I had tweeted out a couple of days ago how. Um, McCabe said that he's not going to testify on video. And um, I saw this uh, tweet from Mike Hess and, you know, and I was like, whoa, oh man, they they obviously know something uh, because apparently McCabe thinks that he can catch coronavirus wirelessly. So I was inspired before I headed out to make this nice short video to show the world how advanced in medical technology? Obviously, these corrupt FBI, DOJ, CIA, another IC elements, Congress, and Senate know something that the doctors don't know. Take a listen. Safety. This is McCabe.
5: And then, just on a you know, on an on another right. note, you see that yep. th- that McCabe isn't going to testify this week uh, because he's he's fearful h- for his safety. <laughs> um, you know, he was supposed to testify before the Senate. This is new evidence too. I'm not familiar with COVID transmitting over the internet but it seems the dirty cops at the FBI they can get COVID over the internet now.
1: <laughs> yep, that's it. On Zoom calls, on all these things, you get COVID apparently.
5: And then just on a, you know, on an on another
1: I'm a little bit shocked. I mean, they're getting, uh, you know, that's how catchy it is. Now, your masks don't work. If you're on a Zoom call or a Skype call, you're going to totally get COVID via the internet, according to McCabe, because you can't testify because of that. So that was uber interessante, right? Very interesting, I think. Uh, not think, uh, I know. And um, what is uh, most... Incredible is our president. I want you to listen to his last uh, Walter Reed video uh, That he put out uh, which by the way, I um, told you guys all of Sunday. We had YouTube we paid hundreds of thousands of dollars the campaign did that is and We had the front page. So anyone that went there would see our president's messages Doesn't he look dapper? Looks like he changed clothes. Are they going to report on that? Come on, Yahoo. He changed his clothes. He took a picture with the jacket on, picture without. Now he's wearing both of those articles of clothing in another room. You got to report that.
8: We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing. And I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders and Water group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me. But I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had, our people that love the job we're doing. We have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing. And I'm gonna be letting you know about it. In the meantime, That's we love up. the USA and we love what's happening. Thank you.
1: We love our president, don't we? this is not just school book school this is actual hard knocks right school of hard knocks and he's gonna tell us everything he's gonna tell us everything that's what he said now they're really really upset that he's gonna be going out campaigning i mean how dare he campaign how dare he uh, in the meantime, everyone is uh, is very concerned as well, because it turns out that, uh, you know, they're upset that he has uh, that he claimed that he had covid. Uh, you need to listen to Pelosi's response, which was disgusting. Uh, and uh, what they said, I mean, they they almost sound like the Chinese who were gloating about the fact that he uh, got sick per se. He drank that pink water they all know doesn't really do anything.
7: McCarthy spoke with the president on the phone. He joins me now with an update. Good morning, Congressman. Good to see you this morning. Thanks so much for being here.
9: Thanks for having me back on, Maria.
7: Can you tell us how the president sounded, Congressman? You spoke with him on Friday, correct?
9: Yeah, he called me Friday night after he got into the hospital. It was late, around 1030 or so. I could tell he wasn't feeling well, but you you could see in the president and you listened to him and we had a long conversation. He was worried about those others who had COVID. He was determined to make sure we defeat this virus. And he was so appreciative of the thoughts, the prayers, and the well wishes, uh, but he was still doing work. We were talking about how we could get the speaker, Nancy Pelosi, to stop playing politics and actually get a COVID relief bill of how hard he's continuing, even in his own state, that he wanted to make sure he got that to the American public, that the airlines would not be laying people off, that we could put people before politics.
7: Unbelievable. You know, she reacted, Nancy Pelosi reacted to the president's uh, coronavirus test, and she said that it was a brazen, the way he acted was a brazen invitation. You have heard a lot of hate as well online. Your reaction to what you're hearing from the president's critics this morning?
9: Well, it's it's rather disgusting. And we've watched the Speaker Pelosi say this before, uh, that we're enemies of the state. Um, This is uncalled for, especially in this time and place. And remember, other nations are watching America. This is the one time that we could unite together. I listened in the president's voice, none of those type of languages to anybody across. The one thing I did hear more of that how committed he's even doubling down to make sure that he lowers prescription drug prices, that he protects pre-existing conditions. And he is sitting here trying to work with this speaker to get a COVID relief package together. And these are the comments that she makes. It's really unbecoming of that position.
7: It's it's um, unbelievable. Look, uh, Congressman, I want to move on to what you were briefed on this week. This is really important, which is what the Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, declassified this week, a major bombshell that we got when uh, Ratcliffe sent a letter to Lindsey Graham Uh, Going through the intelligence that he was declassifying, you are a member of the Gang of Eight, which, of course, is a term for a set of eight leaders within the country uh, uh, and within Congress who are briefed on classified intelligence uh matters by the executive branch you were briefed on this this information this week so let's talk about it so here's the letter to chairman graham and uh what we learn here is that on september 7 2016 u.s intelligence officials forwarded an investigative referral to fbi director jim comey and peter strock regarding u.s presidential candidate hillary clinton Approved a plan concerning a US presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering US elections as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email from her private server. So we see that Hillary Clinton approved a plan to stir up a scandal about Donald Trump in 2016. Congressman, we've been talking about the Russia hoax now for three and a half years, and now we learn that it was Hillary Clinton's idea. What can you tell us?
9: Well, When Director Radcliffe released this, the leaders of Congress wanted to have a meeting because no one in Congress, the House or the Senate, has ever seen this information, even though we have spent all these years investigating. Now, let's walk through and remember, I must be careful here because some of this is still classified. But let's talk about what's in Radcliffe's letter. First, we find out in July of 2016 that Russian intelligence had picked up that Hillary Clinton's campaign was going to create a false narrative of Trump and Russia colluding. We now find out in July 26 that the CIA director in his own notes briefs, the president on this Brennan to president Obama. Then just this Wednesday, Comey gets asked a question about this referral that you just talked about for in September, he says, it doesn't ring a bell. But I've seen the underlying proof. But inside Radcliffe's letter, this referral from the CIA was sent to the FBI to Peter Strzok and to Comey. Now, remember Peter Strzok. He was on Crossfire Hurricane and the Mueller report. And never once did this intelligence show up anywhere in any of those investigations or to Congress or to the Senate. So what we know with all of this, and I know everything that's going on this week, this is the biggest news that didn't get reported, that we find out that there was no collusion between Trump and Russia, that it was created by Hillary Clinton in a campaign in July of 2016, that the CIA director, John Brennan, that the FBI director, Comey, and the president of the United States, Barack Obama, all knew about that and was never brought to Congress and we have wasted two years in this Congress and all the time before wanting to get this information, asking the questions. So another question that comes up, who, who has withheld this information? Credit to Director Radcliffe for that transparency of releasing it to the House and Senate. Every member of Congress should read the underlying information behind this. This is really a bombshell of what we have wasted so much time on that it was created by Hillary Clinton President Obama knew it, John Brennan knew it, and Comey knew it, and never gave the information to the American public, let known to Congress or the Senate.
7: This is a disgrace. For three and a half years, the whole country was up in arms about this narrative that President Trump colluded with Russia. All this time, nobody even mentioned this intelligence that they actually knew that hillary clinton was behind it just like they lied to the fisa court and never told the fisa court that hillary clinton and her campaign and the dnc actually paid for the dossier congressman
9: and remember the dates here july 2016 during the campaign they began to create it the president obama was briefed by the cia director in july by those notes what radcliffe put forward A memo was sent to Comey and to Peter Strzok, who was part of Crossfire Hurricane and the Mueller report, and never did this intel ever come forward. This is exactly what I warned about. Uh, Remember, we talked about this in a commitment to America that the Democrats want to dismantle this nation. This proves it. There is a different way to go forward to rebuild, restore and renew America
7: yes and and let me just say before you go uh the cia director gina haspel apparently has been blocking declassification many sources have told me that she does not want the spotlight on the cia what can you tell us about that because i under, as i understand it this is only a small portion of what john radcliffe wanted to, to declassify there's more is there more coming
9: Well, there should be more coming. You know, the person who doesn't want this to come out is probably Hillary Clinton and Adam Schiff because what have they taken this America through? We're finding now Hillary Clinton's campaign created this. Adam Schiff propelled it, even though underlying facts proved that the president knew about it, Obama, that CIA knew about it, and the FBI know about it, and they withheld that information from the House and the Senate. Nobody in Congress has ever seen this information. This is the biggest news because of everything that's going on that the public has not seen yet, and this this should drive every member of Congress to go get the underlying information that John Radcliffe had just made transparent to the world.
7: And, and by the way, it should outrage every American because our rights and liberties have been trampled on. Congressman, we're going to keep following it as we have been from day one. Thanks so much for joining us and for shining a spotlight on what we learned this week. Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah, shining the spotlight on what we learned this week, that the president has found out exactly what's up. The president flipped the script on them, and this morning he was really busy. He's like, look, better and cheaper health care. Vote for me. That's what I did. Pro-life, vote for me. Massive regulation cuts. Vote for me. I gave you Space Force. Vote. Best VA ever. Vote. 401k. Vote. Your biggest tax cuts ever and one and another one coming. Vote. Religious liberty. Vote. Vote. He pulled it out. He's telling you, vote, vote, and vote. Now, I wanted to show you the dog cones that are now all of rage. Because uh, apparently coronavirus doesn't go up. It only hits you straight in the face if you're looking at it. So these dog face pony soldier cones are now uh, happening. Like I said they were. <laughs> so we're going to uh, go for a quick intermission because I'm out of coffee. I don't know about you guys. And I'll see you in, like, just under two minutes.
0: I dream about see the flowers in the sunshine but They told me that you'd be just fine but things are wrong now, everything is gone Hollywood can see a dream of holding on I'm gonna be alright
10: It's
0: gonna be alright I'm gonna be alright It's gonna be alright Don't worry, start thinking of a new way. Don't go back, just go ahead and have a good day. Don't give a shit about what other people say. Live it up and do it your own way. Gonna be all right. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. Gonna keep on, no, no, get it on The rice never stopped, you turn it wrong You'll be a writer, the best is yet to come Shine brighter than a California sun Gonna be alright It's gonna be alright I'm gonna be all right. It's 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 gonna be all
1: right. It's totally gonna be all right a hundred percent going to be all right. What you need to do is resonate on the right frequency. Cause that's all they want. They want you terrified, but your president told you there's a lot going on, lots of miracles happening. And I think it's important that you hear him tell you himself because he said that he really did take a listen.
8: Thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed medical center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that, but we still have steps to go and we have to finish that job. And I'll be back, I think I'll be back soon And I look forward to finishing up the campaign the way it was started and the way we've been doing, the kind of numbers that we've been doing, we've been so proud of it. But this was something that happened and it's happened to millions of people all over the world and I'm fighting for them, not just in the US, I'm fighting for them all over the world. We're gonna beat this coronavirus or whatever you wanna call it and we're gonna beat it soundly. So many things have happened. If you look at the therapeutics, which I'm taking right now, some of them, and others are coming out soon that are looking like, uh, frankly, they're miracles. If you want to know the truth, they're miracles. People criticize me when I say that, but we have things happening that look like they're miracles coming down from God. So I just want to tell you that I'm starting to feel good. Uh, You don't know over the next period of a few days, I guess that's the real test. So we'll be seeing what happens over those next couple of days. I just want to be so thankful for all of the support I've seen, whether it's on television or reading about it. Uh, I, most of all, appreciate what's been said by the American people, by almost a bipartisan consensus of American people. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I very much appreciate it. And I won't forget it, I promise you that. I also want to thank the leaders of the world for uh, their condolences and their. they know what we're going through. They know what, as your leader, what I have to go through. But I had no choice because I just didn't want to stay in the White House. I was given that alternative. Stay in the White House, lock yourself in, don't ever leave, don't even go to the Oval Office. Just stay upstairs and enjoy it. Don't see people, don't talk to people, and just be done with it. And I can't do that. I had to be out front and this is America. This is the United States. This is the greatest country in the world. This is the most powerful country in the world. I can't be locked up in a room upstairs and totally safe and uh, just say, hey, whatever happens, happens. I can't do that. We have to confront problems. As a leader, you have to confront problems. There's never been a great leader that would have done that. So that's where it is. I'm doing well. I want to thank everybody. Our First Lady is doing very well. Melania asked me to say something as to the respect that she has for our country, the love that she has for our country. And uh, we're both doing well. Melania is uh, really handling it very nicely. As you've probably read, she's slightly younger than me, just a little tiny bit. And uh, therefore, just we know the disease, we know the situation with age versus uh, younger people and Milani is handling it statistically like it's supposed to be handled and uh, that makes me very happy and it makes the country very happy but I'm also doing well and I think we're going to have a very good result again over the next few days we're going to probably know for sure so I just want to thank everybody out there everybody all over the world specifically the United States the outpouring of love has been incredible I will never forget thank you very much
1: remember some miracles you cannot see because you don't unfortunately in your reality don't believe they exist and the president is telling you clearly there are miracles coming down You are just not receptive to it. Not specifically you yourself, but the people. It is so hard to have something there in front of you and not be able to see it. It's kind of like what I said. If your eyes aren't open to certain things, you can't see it. And if your ears aren't on that frequency, you can't hear it. But the truth is, what we are doing now is showing the world the resilience of our nation, and this is what's making them upset. Now the left is calling COVID a hoax, but they didn't call it when Cuomo was in his basement uh, trying to reap, you know, sympathy. Oh, I had 103 fever, but here I am talking to you in my basement. And more people are testing positive, so you have to ask yourself, why are they testing positive? How are masks ineffective? Ineffective. And what is really going on here? Simply put, Hilton, indeed, put it together correctly. That the president's recovery is a powerful symbol of America's recovery. It's that hero story I've been telling you about. We did a whole show. This is the crisis point. This is the crisis. How do we use something? How do we use their pink water story and flip it on its head and get them outraged? So Now they're trending that COVID is a hoax. N- not, not the people that you would think would.
11: My thoughts on the president's recovery, the media's reaction, and what it all means for the election. Let's start with the human side. It was great to see the president's video tonight, but the one I really appreciated was last night. After all the media coverage, the wild and hysterical speculation, it was such a relief to see the president's message. And there was one part that really showed he's back in business.
8: Melania is uh, really handling it very nicely. As you've probably read, she's slightly younger than me, just a little tiny
11: bit. Yeah, he's making jokes, definitely a good sign. But it's all a sign of something deeper too. The president's recovery is a powerful symbol of America's recovery. Yes, he got the virus because he was out there fighting for the future of the country, not hiding in a basement. He's been saying for months we need to be open, not closed, that we've got to beat the virus, not surrender to it. Of course, that has risks, but that's the American way to take risks so you get a bigger reward. And we're seeing that now with a recovery that is faster than Europe, stronger than anyone was predicting. President Trump is a living symbol of that positive can do spirit. People are free to disagree with it, but it's a clear contrast with Biden. It gives voters a clear choice. Another contrast, the president has been fighting for years for better healthcare through innovation. He is the right to try president. He wanted Americans to have the chance to try life saving new treatments. And he swept away the bureaucracy that stood in the way. You saw Natalie Harp at the Republican convention and here on this show saying she owes her life to that. Now, President Trump himself putting his own health, his life, frankly, where his policy has been, taking innovative treatments like convalescent plasma, remdesivir, Regeneron, and showing that they work. Let's be clear. The only reason these treatments are available today is because President Trump pushed for them against the bureaucracy and the status quo thinking of the swamp. He wants them available to every American. That's why he's battling the FDA bureaucrats over all this. He is a living symbol of why he's right and right to fight. But for the Democrats and the Trump-hating establishment media, the president is now a symbol of a different kind. Within minutes of him announcing his positive test result, they could barely contain their smug, Satisfaction, In large part, uh, it's his own dere- dereliction is um, partly to blame for this. Certainly his recklessness
10: uh, has contributed to, to this horrible situation.
6: He has time and again denied the seriousness of the pandemic, suggested that the nation was rounding the corner and in its last legs with this, battling this virus, flying in the face of science and been wrong
11: over and over. And now, of course, he has contracted it. And the questions are, what comes next? The next day, did you see how they all went through the motions of decency before getting to what they really wanted to do, attack Trump and glory in his misfortune? This is tragic.
2: It's very sad. But it also is something that... that Uh, Again, uh, going into crowds uh, unmasked and all the rest was sort
11: of a, a, a brazen invitation for something like this to happen. Her message was no different to the Chinese regimes. They said the president and the first lady paid the price for playing down the virus. Nice allies you've got there, Nancy. The Democrats, of course, cynically tried to exploit the situation for partisan ends. Biden suddenly decided he needed to wear a mask while he was speaking. And these are the people who say we shouldn't politicise mask wearing. Schumer was straight out the gate trying to use this to stop Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation. And most ludicrously of all, deranged Senator Chris Murphy utterly embarrassed himself with some preposterous Putin plot. But none of that, none of it is as bad as what we've seen from the media these last few days. Their whole reaction has been one giant I told you so. We were right all along, they smugly crow. Nothing captured that more than this today from Biden-aid masquerading as a journalist, Jake Tapper.
10: Mr. President, you have become a symbol of your own failures,
1: failures of recklessness,
10: ignorance, arrogance, the same failures you have been inflicting on the rest of us.
1: That is disgusting. What does that tell you about CNN, which, by the way, has been investing heavily in Europe? Uh, Looks like they're going bankrupt in the U.S. Looks like Jake Tapper has gotten a bit silver and looks a bit worn out. Hmm. Look at his face. This guy. Calling our president a failure. A president that gave us a second chance at freedom to break those invisible chains. The first step act for people that were considered super predators to actually live a life, the right to try where your doctor and your insurance can't deny you access to treatments because yeah, they're not, you know, within our farm. Pharma- what is it called? The, uh, Oh gosh, look at that brain blank. Um, the, The register that they have come on, they send it to you with your insurance cards where they tell you it's tier one to tier five. You know what I mean? He's done that. Now, if you go to your doctor and you're like, oh, I have COVID. He's like, oh, well, you're going to take this. No, I want to try hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, I can't. Well, right to try says I can. Veterans finally getting health care and people that are sitting in high offices not ripping them off. Tennessee Valley Authority, done. Regulations, done. High taxes, done. Believing that our nation's sovereignty is first and foremost so that way we invest in our infrastructure, that we regulate the flow of migrants into our nation, like every other country on this planet, that we look after ourselves first, that we dictate our own economy, calls him a failure i call that success gave us space force created jobs bringing back the fact that we're an energy giant how does that clown call our president a failure he has succeeded in uniting the people of america more than any other president in times of extreme polarization. We weren't even this polarized when they were slaves. Only one person, United States like that. Now is George Washington, I think. You know, bold statement here. But Trump's just Trump that. He's the best president ever. And I look forward to him reclaiming his time after his second term and readjusting the way things are done in America, and I tell you, he's not done yet. He's got to appoint more justices. I said he's going to replace eight of them. He's done two, nominated a third. We got five more, so he's not going anywhere yet. And this story ends in 2028, and that is how long this journey takes from 2016 to 2028 to fix and undo the evils that have been run- running rapidly, not just across our nation, but across the world. And this clown has the audacity to call him a failure. This clown, the man that has saved babies, that believes in life,
11: We've heard a lot about herd immunity. What we're seeing now on CNN and MSNBC and then the New York Times and Washington Post and all the rest of the establishment propagandists is herd stupidity. Their central claim is that Trump didn't follow the science. Reasonable, intelligent thinking people talk about science. It's unthinking ideologues who talk about the science. Tapper and Todd and Wallace and Maddow and all the others They claim that everything to do with the virus is cut and tried. That is misinformation. Scientists are learning new things all the time and scientists themselves disagree. Originally scientists thought the virus was carried by droplets. Droplets fall under their own weight no further than a few feet away. That was the basis for the six feet social distancing rule. But now scientists say the virus travels through the air in what they call aerosols. They can travel up to 30 feet and hang around for hours So the most useful thing right now might be to encourage the widespread use of air filtration systems known as HEPA filters that block virus transmission. Scientific studies support the use of N95 masks as a protection against the virus. But many scientific studies show that cloth masks don't stop virus particles. The World Health Organization, like Dr. Fauci in the CDC, as we know, originally told us not to wear masks. But even when they changed their mind, they didn't actually pretend that masks stopped the virus. The WHO said masks should be three layer and that even with those, quote, the use of a mask alone is insufficient to provide an adequate level of protection or source control. And listen to the reasons they gave for wearing masks, reducing stigmatization, making people feel included. Most of the reasons weren't even medical. In any case, the data doesn't even support what the media are saying. If you listen to them the last few days, President Trump has practically been running around the country, ripping people's masks off their faces. And we're the most maskless place on Earth. In fact, we're relatively high on mask wearing and much higher than some countries with much lower infection rates. It's the same ideological pseudoscience with shutdowns. Anyone who dares suggest opening things up is pretty much branded a murderer but more and more evidence is accumulating that the shutdowns did more harm than good with little effect on the virus, but massive health, social and economic costs. Establishment media won't even allow this to be said. They go on and on about contact tracing, but the latest research suggests that the whole premise of the current contact tracing approach is flawed. As I've said here before, an old playbook for a different disease. We are now learning that the most significant factor in spreading the virus could be clusters. Most people who have the virus don't infect anyone. Tracing their contacts is a waste of time and resources. Jake Tapper accused President Trump of arrogance and ignorance, but when he spouts off about the science, he's the one displaying ignorance. I want to read to you the words of an actual scientist, an infectious disease professor who is on the UK equivalent of the Coronavirus Task Force. Quote, both the virus and the ways of tackling it cause harm and need to be balanced. While scientists can ensure that any strategies are underpinned by the best evidence and research, they should have no greater say in them than economists, ethicists, historians, and the wider public. Just as in society at large, there are some scientists who think the cure is worse than the disease. This is now a central choice in the election. Policy should be informed by scientists, not run by scientists. President Trump listens to the scientists and then leads. Joe Biden is led by them. He told us that. I'll shut it down, he said. All the pundits are saying that this episode is a disaster for Trump because it will focus attention on coronavirus instead of the economy. Well, that could just be another example of herd stupidity. If the president's recovery continues, if he shows a new, more positive and more human side, as he has been doing this weekend, and leaves the attacks on Biden to his surrogates, it will focus attention on what everyone wants to see, recovery. President Trump's recovery achieved in no small part because of the actions he took to get new treatments available as a living symbol of America's recovery, a massive contrast with the weak defeatism of Joe Biden and his threat of another shutdown. Beating the virus, bringing back the economy, recovery with Trump or relapse with Biden.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. We should take a look at what Biden's America really looks like. Joe Biden America. I wanted to talk a little bit um, about uh, mob mentality. So I was watching uh, Blair White, um, she's trans but hasn't snipped it, right? Because doesn't want to go through that pain. Actually a pretty, Blair's really good looking. Anyway, um, I caught one of her videos uh, talking about um, a project she did in college. And uh, she talked about how she wrote a paper on mob mentality. And that was uh, quite interesting because I think people can now see just why the left is the left. See, in order to have that hive mind mom mentality, you have to have issues with your own identity. And you'd say, well, she's trans, so, but she knows exactly who she is, right? Doesn't sugarcoat it, says she's happy like that, and no big deal the problem that we have with the left is that they are so lost as single people, you know, it within themselves and their own true North that they just go along with anything. This is, uh, the way they tap into people to get them parts of cults, cults. So cults prey on people who have, Mommy issues, daddy issues, uh, you know, identity issues, people that were bullied, people that can't stand on their own two feet. This is why you see those Antifa videos with the dildo waivers and the soy boys, boys that look like, man, you know what? There's okay. People that are supposed to be men, like 40 to 45 year old, aside from, you know, the heavy hitters that have like t-shirts that say chick magnet. And it's like in a... 24 extra large, right? All of the other men that are 45 look like they can snap like twigs over my knee. And I, and I'm a woman and it's like, you know, these are people that are so limp as people that if the wind blows one way, they'll just topple over. They don't stand on their own two feet. They believe because they are so there that they're victims and that's how they've created this mob mentality to have all these people. They don't know what color they want their hair. Is it going to be pink today, blue tomorrow? Strip it down to this. Is it red? Is it a rainbow? Am I a unicorn today? Do I go long? Do I go short? Uh, do I want to snip it? Do I not? Do I want to go back and forth uh, You know, with uh, what I identify as? Those are the people they target. And they have done this from a very young age because at a young age, when you get foundations of one plus one is two, they're telling them one plus one is two, but could be three, could be four. And the kids are sitting there like, all right, so um, how do I tell right from wrong when I don't even know what one plus one is? How do I tell what's a boy and a girl when they're telling me there's nothing that can identify it? You make it within yourself. We are we have taken away the foundations and created the perfect cohort from a scientific perspective to be able to join this mob mentality. They are brain dead per se, not because they have uh, sustained physical injury, but they have sustained huge emotional, deep injuries. Back in the day in high school, everybody always had, you know, some bullying going on or, you know, anything, you know, these little factions of groups. Now, you know, that's not allowed. Everyone should be the same and everyone can start crying. And then everyone gets made. There's no hierarchy. There's no competition. Everybody gets an award. This is the mob mentality we're seeing. Those are the people that we see. Now, the people that we see rioting are opportunists. They believe that the world owes them something owes them something like you owe me why because because i i was born into a family that didn't have anything so the world owes me because i should have had an equal opportunity like that dude that lived in a mansion with three pools a tennis court and and 50 cars and it's like stop you may have been in the ghetto but your mom loved the crap out of you you chose to, she did as much as she could. That kid with the 20 pools and the 50 cars probably didn't get the love from his parents that you did. You don't know. Everyone carries their own cross. Yet we've been taught that all of us should not be carrying different crosses and that our experiences shouldn't be wounding. It is those scars and those wounds and those mistakes because mistakes make great stories, right? Right that season you. It's like a cast iron pan. It's got to be seasoned to make the meat taste good, right? So this is how they pander to them. So now, now think of this. We already know there's fake news. And at this point in time, almost four years of being spoon fed fake news, we are now starting to discern the bitter taste in our mouth when it doesn't make sense from whoever it's coming from from whoever it's coming from. And so now they get a taste of their own medicine, which is we flip the fake news on them and they don't know what to do with it. They are freaking out completely. You know, they have all these things set up. They are banking on the president being eliminated from the equation. Before the elections, they are banking on that. Lots of them are banking on nations are banking on that. Uh, Gina, 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 Gina. You don't get it. Pompeo is a very Christian man, though we disagree. And he, he always claims I'm there for the careers. I want you guys to be in your careers. I want you to be in the state department and do good. His actions though, is chipping away at the corrupt. He's like, yo, this pillar in the State Department has got some woodworm. Burn it. This one over here has got some holes in it. Remove it. Replace it. He's moving along, and he plays Gina Haspel, head of the CIA. That's uh, the way you do it. You put the person there that has the most to lose. Her feet have been on fire for forever, and she is begging that the president loses. Begging. And now with this COVID, it's driving them insane. Now everybody's getting it. And you're like, well, all of them are going into shelter in place, maybe? I don't know. Let's take a look and see how, how our press secretary's announcement was done. Take a listen to this.
12: Fox News alert, half past the 11 o'clock hour on the East Coast. In breaking news right now, the White House press secretary Kaylee McEnany has just confirmed that she has tested positive for the coronavirus. She's put out a statement. She says this after testing negatively, negative consistently, including every day since Thursday, I tested positive for COVID-19 on Monday morning while experiencing no symptoms. No reporters, producers, or members of the press are listed as close contacts by the White House medical unit. Moreover, I definitely had no knowledge of Hope Hicks diagnosis prior to holding a White House press briefing on Thursday. As an essential worker, I have worked diligently to provide needed information to the American people at this time, says Kaylee McEnany. With my recent positive test, I will begin the quarantine process and will continue working on behalf of the American people remotely. So the press secretary to the president is the latest to confirm she has tested positive for COVID-19. Let's bring in John Roberts. Uh, he is not at the White House. He is at Walter Reed Medical Center this morning. John, on the news.
13: You know, uh, I can't say that I'm surprised at all, Sander, because uh, whatever uh, infection uh, and transmission that uh, has uh, seized the White House, it has literally gone through that building like a scythe. I mean, you had the president, you had the first lady, you had other people who were at the Amy Coney Barrett uh, nomination. You had people who were involved in debate prep, people who were at the debate testing positive, and now Kaylee McEnany has tested positive. Uh, we're praying for her, of course. She's got a very young daughter, a husband as well, uh, you know. And as a mother, you never want to get coronavirus because you don't know where it could go. Uh, in your family. so prayers go out to Kaylee that uh, she's going to be okay uh, during during this. but it j- just goes to show uh, how pernicious uh, this uh, this virus can be. Uh, the fact that it has infected so many people at the White House over the last 10 days really is quite remarkable. Uh, in terms of where we are here at, at Walter Reed, Uh, We expect that we're going to get a medical briefing at some point during the day today. I don't think anything is particularly imminent. Sandra, uh, maybe something early in the afternoon. Right now, the president's doctors are consulting with him and with White House staff about the way forward and whether or not the president has been improving enough that the president could potentially go home. So we'll likely hear from the doctors a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, Back to the the Kaylee McEnany uh, positive uh, test for coronavirus. There are other people at the white house who i know who i've been in contact with who are close to the president uh coming back from new ham uh, coming back from uh, bedminster let's say in new jersey on thursday afternoon who have not yet tested positive uh will they test positive in the future we don't know there were also several of us who uh were fairly close to kaylee during that briefing on thursday at the white house myself included uh, i've been feeling fine ever since then but now that she has tested positive uh, perhaps a A test for me is in the offing. Uh, We'll see. But again, our prayers go out to her and her family and her young daughter that everything will be all right.
12: And and for so many of us who have known Kaylee for so long, our, our thoughts and prayers for her and her family. As you mentioned, she's got a young daughter at home. I don't even believe she's a year old yet a baby um just a few
13: months yeah
12: Yeah. she started in her role there as the white house press secretary april 7th of course and she's been by the president's side throughout this so add this to the growing list of folks inside the white house around the white house chris christie's hospitalized at the moment john we know the rnc chairwoman has confirmed Mm -hmm. positive kellyanne conway and the list continues to grow our our thoughts with her
1: and i think the you know the, the White House campaign team for suggesting not to go. I mean, you know, bottom line is all of this came from the Cleveland Clinic. I don't want to hear Rose Garden BS. I don't want to hear anything like that. And someone sent me a link to a video. I want to play it for you. But I just want to tell you, there's a lot going on before we play that, a lot going on. So first of all, Bash, that was one of the U.S. attorneys that President Trump appointed, just resigned today. That's a very big deal. He quickly resigned today. You have to think, why did he resign? We've got Larry Elder joining the administration and, of course, Tom. Oh, my gosh. We got Mr. Judicial Watch in the position of overseeing the D.C. judges. That's what's up, Sullivan. That's what's up. So there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And if Bash was fireded or resigneded, that's the question that all should ask. So now we're getting everyone in shelter in place, right? And this is a question you should ask yourself. I told you, 15 to 17, Army and Navy, boom, boom. There's two, there's two, boom, simultaneously. Army Navy, boom. Today, so keep your eyes out for another two. It's a big deal. It is a very, very big deal that they are. They're talking. They're they're talking. So let me just find that um, Cleveland Clinic video. Um, Find it because someone put it out. Gosh darn it, I'm looking for it. And it's something that I said. Um, remember, we were searching the whole um we were investigating the whole damn you, Batel. <laughs> damn you. And I also wanted to show you, I wanted to say something, you know, the whole uh, you know, obfuscated, really weird narrative behind Pascal is incredible to see who sits on the right side of history and who is not. Look at the people that came out bashing Pascal, and look at the people that didn't. It's very important. So hold on. If anybody's got a link to that, I'd like it because I'm still looking for that Twitter link with that video because I missed it. Let me see if I can... See it. Where is it? The, look, SCOTUS Gate is coming now. There's so much happening this month. I mean, trick or treaty. E- 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 so <laughs> I just wanted to say trick or treaty. Um, let's see if anyone has it. I'm looking at the chat room too. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. There we go. Let me share that quickly. Because I want you guys to see, I think RSBN had it out. I was talking about this with Millie and Gavin while we were watching it from the afar on the other screen. And, you know, that was my concern, too. <laughs> I don't it know. Goes. But it, uh, we need to find out. Keep watching. Very
14: close to winning the whole thing. and the Democratic establishment of within weeks, Joe <laughs> Biden got
15: the nomination. There he is. So run the candidate who may be senile but as far as Wall Street was concerned, he was not a tough Look
1: at him wiping the podium. You know how Trump puts his hands on the sides. And he wiped the wire leading up to the microphone. Very strange. We need to check out who this guy is. He had on a suit with cowboy boots. So he would stand out, you would think. Was there coronavirus on this napkin? Or, or something else that they tried to um, attack our president with, or something else, or something else, again, or something else. So, um, you know, no one talks about why it was done at the Cleveland Clinic and how they were in a negative pressure room. That's one thing people don't know, which uh, is interesting. Uh, There's a lot of stuff leaking out of there. I'm still collecting that information. I guess maybe because I'm proximal, I'm getting some stuff. But I do know that um, Biden actually had his own medical team. And I was wondering, when is someone going to report that Joe Biden had his own medical team with him? Like, why does he need a medical team? And let's remember that we actually had booked the hmm, Cleveland Clinic, right? We had the Cleveland Clinic planned from a long time ago. And that's another question. You know, he wiped down the president's podium, but not Biden's podium. Another question. Another question. So many questions. So many questions. So here is um, the White House optimistic that the president may be returning to the White House today. I want you guys to see the commentary. And remember, these are supposed to be people that are supposed to be giving us unfettered, unbiased news.
12: Addresses the nation while he's being treated for COVID-19 at Walter Reed Medical Center. Let's bring in Mark Meadows, the White House chief of staff, who is live on the phone from Walter Reed. Good morning to you.
15: Uh, Good morning. Nice to be with you. And obviously, uh, this is uh, an important day as the president continues to improve and is ready to get back to a normal work schedule. He's already, this morning, we've already had a couple of discussions on uh, items that he wants to get done. Uh, Candidly, uh, he's already tasked with me with getting some declassification rolling uh, in a uh, a follow-up to uh, some of the requests that Devin Nunes and others have made. What are
12: the details for today? What time will he be leaving? And do you think he should be leaving?
15: Well, it, that, that determination has not been made yet. Obviously, he continued to improve overnight uh, and uh, his health continues to improve. The doctors will actually uh, uh, have an evaluation sometime uh, late morning and then uh, the president in consultation with the doctors will make a Uh, Decision on whether to uh, discharge him uh, later today. We're still uh, optimistic that uh, based on his unbelievable progress and and how strong he's been in terms of uh, his fight against this COVID-19 disease that he will be released, but that decision won't be made until later today. So
14: I heard you with Judge Jeanine on Saturday. We got your remarks on Friday, Mark. You sound more like a friend that's concerned about his friend rather than a chief of staff that's concerned about the president, could understand it. But the word came out that when you gave those off-the-record remarks that end up on the record, um, that the president was furious at you. Could you tell us if that was true?
15: Uh, listen, uh, the president and I, uh, I, I don't know where anybody's getting the furious part with because the president and I have been together for the last uh, 72 hours or, or more. Uh, we continue to work on behalf of the American people. And so uh, that that's just, I don't use the word fake news as much, but I can tell you, that's not coming from Walter Reed or anything here. Uh, listen, I think it's important that we're clear about the risks that the president had. And and there was some real concern Friday morning. The doctor and I talking Friday morning. There was real concern that uh, may helped us make the decision to come to Walter Reed. And that being said, uh, he improved very quickly. The treatment has been outstanding. Uh, he continues to applaud the work of the doctors and nurses and uh, medical professionals here. I think the biggest key that we have uh, for all of America is that this president, just like he just said, is uh, is really uh, not only understanding what millions uh, of Americans uh, have had to, f- to face as they've come uh, in uh, contact with this, this disease, but more importantly, the fact that we need to continue to work on therapeutics. Uh, his treatment has been uh, remarkable. His strength is is incredible, and uh, his fight for the American people. You know, he was talking to me this morning. We need to to work on uh, behalf of uh, uh, Second Amendment uh, fight, protect r- religious liberties, continue to fight for the values that Americans hold dear. And uh, and uh, whether it's late at night or early in the morning, he's consistent with uh, making sure that he's fighting on their behalf. And so. Uh, i'm I'm just thankful for so many people, the people that are tuned in right now, millions of Americans that have uh, and and indeed people across the world who have uh, wished him well, have been praying for him. uh he you know it, it obviously expressed that appreciation to some of the people outside of uh, Walter Reed yesterday right. and uh, and and even with that was getting criticism. Now, here's the interesting thing is you know they're criticizing well, he put his secret service agent at risk. Well, the Secret Service agent, uh, how, do, how do we think that he got here? I mean, we, we came here in Marine One. Was, uh, the Secret Service agent that is with him has been with him. Uh, he's been with him in cars, and yet we took additional precautions with uh, PPE and others uh, to make sure that they were protected. But, you know, a, a number of folks are, are, are trying to just make... Uh, uh, make a big deal of that when indeed, I know that uh, myself and, and some of the sticker service uh, detailes uh, are are right right there with him mm-hmm. trying to make sure that he's protected each and every day and that he returns back to the White House uh, as expeditiously as possible.
10: Right. And you know, a lot of people, Mark, just want to make sure that he doesn't leave the hospital too soon because they don't want to see him go back to the hospital. And we do understand that the White House has got a medical suite. And he can absolutely be taken care of there. Can you explain, speaking of suites, can you explain the presidential suite there at uh, Walter Reed? Because you were talking a little bit about how the president, you know, you got up early. You guys are already working. Is, is he in one room by himself? Are you in another room? Is there plexiglass? How many people are wearing masks? How do, you, how do you interface with him? Is it you're yelling through the door or what?
15: <laughs> well, that's a good question. No, we're not yelling through the door. Uh, we actually have a protocol. We get tested every morning. Uh, we have N95 masks. Are you all around uh, a big
10: conference table?
15: Well, uh, so, so we actually have, uh, an area that actually, uh, we check people in and out to make sure that they have proper PPE mm-hmm. as they go in. Uh, he has a situation room there. We, uh, uh as has as been reported actually yesterday was he was on the phone with uh secretary Esper, secretary pompeo uh, the vice president national security advisor uh, robert o'brien and chairman Milley, as we talked about uh, issues uh, across uh uh the the globe in terms of uh, national security issues so he was conducting business from that situation room so There's several different rooms there, but it's mainly so that he can continue to conduct the business uh, on behalf of the American people. Uh, And and so as we go in and out, those are normally doctors uh, and and nurses, uh, uh, his Secret Service uh, detail and myself, a few others that actually go into that, that area. But it's yeah. Uh, you know, we monitor how long people uh, are in, and, uh, and and it sounds and like you guys sure are. That everybody has masks. It, yeah. it,
10: it sounds like you guys are suited up. Essentially, you look more like uh, you're from NASA than from the White House.
15: No, no, I wouldn't suggest that we're suited <laughs> up. I mean, we're wearing N95 masks. It's not that uh, you know. It, it's not that you're actually going in in a hazmat suit. I, I, I want the American people to understand that that uh, that actually. Uh, those would be more for medical professionals that are there working very, very closely okay. with him. But, uh, I, you know, I'm in a suit. I go in with a, a, a mask and uh, we have eye protection as well. Uh, and, uh, but as we're, we're close to him, we continue to engage in his room and uh, in the, the, uh, the, the working right. environment as well.
12: How do you explain that to your family? I'm sure they're worried. Is it just something that you sacrifice, just like the Secret Service agents that have agreed to take this position to protect um, the Commander-in-Chief?
15: Well, my my family does get worried, uh, but I I can tell you, uh, this is a message to our military men and women. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not having bullets shot at me. And yes, I may uh, put myself at risk just because of this virus, but just like the President talked about, He's going to defeat this virus and uh, and I'm not having to put myself in harm's way with with, with bullets and and uh, and and really just the enemy coming after me each and every day. This is an enemy that we will defeat and we will do, do that together. But those are the risks that are associated with this job.
14: You got two game plans you need. You need uh, the Trump, uh, the Trump reelection campaign's got to figure out a way to get him reelected without him. Uh, number two is you got to figure out a way to keep the economy going and the American people's needs met. And one of the things I think it's pretty much agreed upon is we need another rescue plan, another stimulus package. Uh, the Democrats think they have it. You sat in on these negotiations. Word is you were fed up because you didn't really feel that the Democrats were, were being sincere. Where are we at now? Could there be a new sense of urgency for Democrats and Republicans? And could you tell us if uh, we should be optimistic today?
15: Well, I do think that there is a potential for for a deal uh, as long as politics do not get in the way again. Uh, I I can tell you that Secretary Mnuchin and uh, Speaker Pelosi have been talking. The secretary and I have uh, uh, been in constant contact, even while we're here, to try to make sure that we can find a, a way to move forward. But even, uh, even if a large comprehensive bill is, is not possible because of a few things that are out there, and there's still some major differences, let's go ahead and pass uh, a number of the things that we, we can agree upon, and, and hopefully we can do she that. She won't do that. You know the speaker won't do
14: that, Uh
6: Well, she doesn't
15: want to do that, but, uh, but I, I, I think at this point it, it's incumbent upon all Americans to, to uh, put pressure on Congress say it's time to come to the table. The president has come up over and over and over again, has compromised on a number of issues. Uh, 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 Leader McConnell and and I had a discussion uh, a day before yesterday about this particular issue. Uh, It's time that we do that, and yet uh, there are a lot of people that continue to hurt, are waiting on stimulus, and uh, the president's committed committed to getting a deal done, but he wants to make sure that we... uh, we move expeditiously, but also in a fiscally responsible manner.
12: Well, I know you're very busy today. Thanks for coming on. So many people are praying and worried about him and they wanted an update, so we appreciate it.
14: Yeah. And can I just, to a general one, can you tell us what time you'll know about today, about his release today, if not?
15: yeah uh, Brian, uh, I, I don't know the exact time right now. I would think that it's going to be at, at, at the earliest this afternoon, uh, just based on uh, my conversations with the doctors this morning, uh, we have uh, you know further evaluations and consultations that have to take place between the President and his medical team. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, uh, a big thank you from the President, to all of the people that uh, are wishing him so well. He's so very uh, appreciative of their warm uh, well wishes.
12: Okay,
1: thank you, chief. They sound really upset. And so, you know, when the president got sick, the markets went down. Right. And now that he's getting better, the markets are going up. And it sounds like everyone's really, really upset that he's getting better. And, uh, you know, Pelosi's very upset that he's going to be full fronting on campaign but we have to remember uh, you know what's Biden's money what are the markets going to say if Biden wins they're going to tank no one's going to invest in America because he's ready to sell America remember he was the one along with Obama that sold out our nation not only that helped destroy our nation and others
14: China is going to eat our lunch come on man we want to see China rise it is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. They're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a co- they're, they're not, they're competition for us. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region of the world and selfishly for the United States. We want China to grow. What are we What are we worried about?
1: Well, Joe did say, uh, you know, during the debate that he's going to create 7 million jobs for who, dude? For China, maybe, right? Joining me right
7: now is Trump presidential campaign senior advisor for strategy, Steve Cortez. Steve, it's great to have you this morning. Thank you so much for being here. How's the president doing, morning.
16: Uh, He's doing really, really well, you know, and I say that for a couple of reasons because there's so much obfuscation, unfortunately, by the media out there, which seems to almost wish that he weren't doing well. Uh, But here's the reality. Uh, We spoke to him, we mean the senior campaign leadership spoke to him on Saturday. Uh, He was as assertive and upbeat as he has ever been. And more importantly than that, than our conversation with him, of course the world has seen him in several videos now and his medical team gives us a terrific assessment. We're hopeful that he's going to be released from the hospital today. And we're extremely confident uh, uh, that this man, who's just an incredible fighter, uh, he's been governing throughout this whole process, but we're we're confident that he's going to be back at full throttle campaigning very, very soon.
7: Well, I mean, do you really want to rush it now, given the fact that you want to make sure that the recovery process is, is locked solid? I mean... Is it too soon to have him out of the hospital since he was just he just went in on Friday?
16: Well, listen, Maria, I'll leave that up to medical authorities. I'm certainly not one. Uh, I'm confident that he has the best medical care in the world. This team of of medical military doctors uh, are taking great care of our commander in chief. So I defer to them if they tell us uh, that he's safe to go to to Miami.
1: I just wanted to say we're talking military. And before someone was like, is he comparing himself to the military? No. That was a veiled message. And I suggest maybe when this is uploaded on YouTube, you re-listen to that portion. Because he said, my message is to the military. I'm just saying.
16: Amateur your uh, eyes. He certainly looks fantastic. He looks ready to go back, but again, I'll defer to the scientists. I find it fascinating too, by the way, though, that a lot of the critics of the president uh, who constantly claim that he's not, quote, following the science, uh, all they do now is, is doubt the scientists. And in the, in the case of Dr. Conley, by the way, not just a scientist, but a military one, somebody who was a commander of a trauma unit in Afghanistan. So this is not just a man uh, of science and technology, but he's also a man of an incredible patriotism, and I think it's reprehensible that his character is being impugned. Uh, I won't do that, and we in the campaign, again, will defer to them Of course, we're not going to pressure the president. But believe me, nobody needs to pressure him. This is a man who wants to get back to work yesterday. uh, Sure. But look, everybody has to listen to the medical authorities.
7: Yeah. Well, uh, fair enough. We're going to speak with Dr. Ronnie Jackson, the former physician at the White House, coming up in the show. He's coming up in about an hour. But how's the campaign doing now with the president in the hospital? The election now, uh, uh, less than a month away, 28 days, Steve. President Trump's reelection campaign has shifted a bit as a result of the the, the diagnosis. Vice President Mike Pence taking over for the president on the campaign trail as the president recovers. He is still making decisions, though, and working through his hospital stay I understand that but what are you doing at the campaign while he's in the hospital and what do you make of these polls that you know sure. Biden
1: so, saw a jump after the debate Steve
16: Right so listen we we've had to adjust fake certainly you know on the polls. fly uh, but that's life that's what we have to do
1: No those are fake polls now we want a stimulus right Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to give it to us they don't want to give any stimulus to anyone here they are in a nice neat video how the Democrats are blocking everything Look.
2: Uh, Here we are now, one month into our majority, uh, with the, uh, what are we calling it now? U.S. Mexico, Canada. I don't know if it has an acronym. Today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment.
14: Last night, the United States conducted a military operation designed to kill Major General Qasim Soleimani. notorious terrorist no one should shed a tear over his death
2: so Chuck Schumer and I and at this all happened on the Senate side and I congratulate the Senate Democrats uh, they went to the floor when Mitch McConnell went in for his 250 and they said they objected
15: If you get two
16: thirds of you want what you want out of the gate, why would you change the rules and change the goalposts? They said chokehold was the litmus test, but we had
14: already put it in our bill. So they changed the p- goalposts. I object.
1: And that they're blocking everything. But the best is yet to come. So I want you guys to see this little video so you remember what who, what, when, and where. And for those actually, uh, you know, coming in for it, what I had said was we need to look at Charles Schwab and the two individuals that were on Mueller's team at the FBI, one in California, one, I think he's in the Midwest now. He used to work uh, for the Cleveland FBI that are now situated at Charles Schwab. That would be very interesting to see how that outcome comes. Too bad Bash didn't do it. I thought it was important to remind you, like, who's really in control, uh, because the president is definitely in control. And whatever it may be, we need to remember that there's a lot of lies that they've been spewing. So this is kind of just a little placeholder for you guys. I played this the other day. I'll share the video. It's um a, quite an interesting one. So take a listen.
9: International Space Station about to break a big record tonight.
6: Here's ABC's Gio Benitez.
1: They call it the Peggy Factor, Mission Control's
14: code word, for the way superstar astronaut Peggy Whitson always gets the job done. I love it up here. Tonight, Commander Whitson making history with her record for any American. By the time she lands in September, her tally will be 666, day- 666
0: days in space. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist.
6: Uh, The problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again.
1: Yeah, totally, because we went there with a computer chip uh, that's the same one that we, I think the TI-84. To support
8: disadvantaged children, and I applaud the many people who have worked to make this wonderful event.
1: I can't play that now Uh, because it'll run into the time. I wanted to re-show something, but I can't. So um, I wanted to show you guys uh, an article that uh, came up, which is uh, where it ties into, that's why I played this NASA Sweet Little Lies. So this actually dropped on October 2nd. This was a few days after I, I played that song and video for you. Uh, apparently they dropped images of our new universe, which by the way, a new launch that was supposed to happen was nixed, uh, last minute yesterday. But here are the pictures I wanted to show you. Let me see if I can make them bigger. They look really fake, don't they? But they're telling you that they're real. So, you know, you have to decide, are they fake? Are they real? Are they not? What are these things that they're showing you? that looks straight up fake. So I'll drop the link in uh, DLive and the other chat rooms right now so you guys can take a look at them yourself and discern. But like I said, nothing can stop what's coming. You can never change the past. Past cannot be changed. The only thing you can do is peek ahead so you can change the direction of the present. In essence, changing the history of the future you saw. That's the only thing you can do. In Mars is your past, and Earth is your present, and Venus is your future, and then and then from both ends. I wanted to make that clear. In other news, as you let that simmer for a little bit, while we have things happening pretty quickly this week, uh, to mitigate next week, It's important for us to listen to what Rudy Giuliani has to say in regards to a recent conversation he had with the president. And just listen to the words.
6: A heavy dose of speculation. It remains best to go straight to the source. We got to see from the president directly last night. And our next guest has known the man for decades and spoke to the president yesterday. Let's bring in Rudy Giuliani, president, Trump's attorney and former New York City mayor and the host of Rudy Giuliani's Common Sense podcast. Good morning, Rudy. Thanks for being here. We know you spoke to the president yesterday on the phone um how was he feeling how did he sound
17: well i mean on the phone he sounded like himself completely i mean we had about a 35 40 minute conversation some of it, of course about his health i was very concerned about him i was very happy to hear his voice sounding exactly the same as i've known it for 30 years and then uh after we talked about his health we started to talk about politics and he gave me a lot of notes to give to the campaign about what they should do and how they should do it and even wrote out a kind of speech uh I had to kind of get him off the phone. So we you know, went back and rested. And he, he did say uh, that he'd love to get out as quickly as possible. He feels like he'd go he'd go out now. He said he felt pretty bad the first day, but now he feels for the last 24 hours, and that was three o'clock yesterday, he felt perfectly fine, no fever, a little tired, but not very tired. For him to be a little tired is nothing. So I, I uh, foresee, I've been, had, had several friends that have been through this some much worse and they've they've gotten through and they're fine now and he's he's probably the strongest and healthiest guy i know anywhere near his age
13: well that's very good news nice to hear rudy and another question on everyone's mind is how are you feeling uh we know that you were in that debate <laughs> prep room uh chris christie was in that room as well we know that he has now tested positive and checked himself into a hospital as a cautious measure but are you okay and have you been tested
17: yeah, I have been tested. I was tested two days ago. I'll get tested again probably tomorrow. Uh, I have no symptoms. Uh, Chris was on my right and Kellyanne was on my left. Oh, gosh, for about four hours and two different days. And the president, of course, was in front of me when we were doing it. And then I was on the airplane with him. And then I saw him again on Wednesday afternoon. Last time I saw him was Wednesday, about 2.15, before he was taking off for the, uh, for, the for the rally. And I have to tell you, like Joe said before, uh, you could have knocked me down when I heard that he that he had COVID on Friday morning. He looked it looked perfect. I mean, it looked really good. So these things are strange. And how can, how can you explain it? Chris here, Kellyanne there, they both have it. And uh, right now I don't. So you just don't know. And I think uh, the thing the president, I think, wants people to know is we've got to face up to this illness. We can't. I mean, he, he could have chosen to go hide somewhere in the White House for five months, uh, particularly, you know, uh, since it's <laughs> pretty nice here and you can communicate from there. He said i couldn't do that i said uh, i had to i had to cautiously start to go out and lead the way back if i didn't lead who was going to lead if i stayed hold up there the whole economy would stay hold up uh and i my, god i really relate to that because that's what i felt on september 11th i felt like i had to get out in front i had a lead the city was going to take a little while to come back maybe i was taking a little risk in getting them to come out so fast and work down there life's got to go on we <laughs> we have to live with risk we have to teach our children that there's I mean, I, I didn't get COVID, but God forbid something else could happen to me in 20 minutes. You don't stop living. And COVID now is treatable. And COVID now is at a at a, at a mortality, fatality, whichever rate, which is uh, within within the norm for, for a serious illness. So it's no longer what it was four or five months ago. And if we act like four or five months ago, where we're all hiding behind chairs and have big masks on all the time, uh. Gosh, our economy is never get going, so wear a mask, cl- cleanse your hands, be careful, but don't be paralyzed. Please, please, our economy has to come back. And for the good of our children, we get this economy back. And we assert ourselves as the most powerful nation on earth, because otherwise, you know who will? The country that attacked us, China. Mm-hmm. And they attacked us. With Bingo, this. Mr. Mayor. Believe me. Yeah. I hold them responsible. I hold them responsible for what happened to my president yesterday, well, that was the day before yesterday, and everybody else.
3: No, it's a very important point, uh, Mr. Mayor. Great point, point. And, and you're you saying that you had to kick the president off the phone after 40 minutes sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, good information. But you 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 mentioned uh, leading after uh, after 9/11, uh, unprecedented times, uh, and the president is channeling that. What's your what's your advice to him? Having spoken to him about the next couple of days going forward, what action should he be taking at this moment? You think? <laughs>
17: Well, I, I, it's a little like a baseball player. I love baseball. And, you know, baseball players get injuries and sometimes they come back too fast. Right, Pete? And they get even football players yeah. and then they get really injured. Uh, this, is, this isn't going to be long. We're talking three to seven days for a recovery. But he should listen to the doctor. <laughs> uh, and this is, this is a chance for us, all of us who he's carried for three and a half, four years. I mean, we watch this man and those of us who, who love him and care about him, it makes you want to cry to think of what they've done to him. Every single day he's been in the White House, they they try to get him out from the day he started until now. I mean, uh, last week, Nancy Pelosi wanted to impeach him because he nominated uh, uh, Judge uh, Barrett. I mean, impeach him over Judge Barrett. I mean, uh, some of the others were just as stupid. They have tortured this man, and he's accomplished more than any president that I can remember. So maybe he's entitled to a little rest. And I said to him, you got a lot of friends. They're all calling me. They all want to go out and help you. You know, we can't campaign as well as you can, but we can campaign. And I think there's something that's been sparked in the American people. I think it's like a friend that you take for uh, take, take advantage of or you take not take advantage of, but take take for granted. Uh, he's the friend we've been taking for granted. He's been carrying us. Now it's time for all of us to carry him. And you're going to see this campaign fan out all over the country. Yeah. And it's probably going to have a lot more people than it had before. We've got more volunteers in the last two days than I don't know when, mm-hmm. maybe the first day he announced
6: Rudy, as was mentioned at the beginning of this segment, you were involved in debate prep for the president. You've been around him through that debate prep. Uh, The next one on the schedule, though, is the vice presidential debate. Uh, Kamala Harris is already out there uh, in Utah ahead of her debate. I want you to listen to something she had to say and then see if we can get some advice from you on how Mike Pence might prepare for this debate. Listen to this. Sure.
7: Let's put our shoulders to the wheel. Let's do the work that is necessary to continue to fight for our ideals and our values and in this case, what they fought for. So many years ago which is for freedom and and to hold our country accountable
1: so is anyone mentioning how she's looking at statues that she wants torn down and supported to be torn down is like she's reflecting on it i mean why isn't the right-wing media all of, all over this why 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 with their big platforms to point out the hypocrisy
7: for the ideals we say we hold dear So it's great to be here. I'm I'm really honored to be here. I'll be here for the next few days preparing for the debate. And I want to thank the people of Utah for being so welcoming in such a warm way.
6: Rudy, this debate between Vice President Pence and Kamala Harris has got to be very different from the one that took place a week ago. What would you see going forward? What advice
17: would you give? Well, I think it's, you know, the the vice president is a terrific debater. He's very, very strong speaker. He's really smart. I think he's going to it, obviously he's going to point out what the, administ- what the administration has accomplished. And also, I think most importantly, we are having a recovery.
1: Hold on. So another question. Why is she there just hanging out in Utah for a couple days before the debate? Isn't she busy going to other states? Why is she in Utah of all places to hang out a couple days before the debate? Kind of like they made you think that Biden was coming on the day to Cleveland Clinic, but his people, according to the stuff that I have, had been bumped up in the hotel a week and a half before and some of them in the Ritz-Carlton here. So, uh, you know, question that to yourself. Why are you there for a few days? Aren't you busy doing other stuff? Why are you hanging out in Utah?
17: We're having a recovery that's better than anybody expected. I mean, the guy the guy who gave us the best economy possible is giving us a, a recovery that's five times faster than all the experts predicted. It would be tragic to try to interrupt that with somebody like Kamala Harris, who wants to have uh, I mean, she's not going to have any 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 pr- problem with that whole green thing there. She'll have no problem at all. I mean, she's big, big in favor of it. She wants to raise taxes to about 60, 70 percent. She endorses the entire socialist uh uh. uh Program. she's one of the authors of it so i mean he's got he's got to point out who she is she's a she's a very very massive spending socialist and then her record as district attorney gee i'd love to take that apart because i was a u.s attorney she's one of those that i consider one of the more disgraceful u.s attorneys she put little people in jail and she let b people go (laughs) 1500 marijuana smokers and then a bunch of and then a bunch of big gangsters and gang members went free because she she couldn't convict anybody so she went after the little people to get statistics I can pick that out in a second. Certain number of prosecutors like that. They're usually too ambitious and not very ethical. So I think he's got to go after her and point out who she Hmm. is. This is a a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is a true socialist. And uh, given the fact that Joe Biden doesn't seem to be as kind as I can say it, that sharp uh, and gets pushed a little. I mean, his positions change all the time. We don't know where his position is on the Green New Deal. I mean, he was for it, against it, and now he's slightly for it. She endorsed it. (laughs) <laughs> Endorsing. And a four trillion dollar tax increase. Four trillion dollar tax and another three trillion dollars for that. That's a socialist, Pete. That's a that's a true, oh, absolute really? socialist. And that
13: Rudy, I'm just curious. I'm just curious if you've, I don't want to interrupt, but we're, I don't want to run out of time. Have you spoken to Pence at all about debate strategy as he heads into this? You know, COVID-19 is now going to be a front and center issue at this debate, perhaps more than ever. I'm just curious if you've had any conversations with him about strategy, how to approach that just, issue or anything in, in general.
17: Uh, a different team is preparing him. I have talked to him here and there, but not like in a formal sense. You know, given the way he performed last time and knowing him as well as I do. There's no reason for it. the people who are who are doing it are are doing it. And both he and the president, they they don't prepare like in a rehearsed way. They prepare for questions and answers. You know what? Here's Mm -hmm. the answer. Did I get all the facts in here? are A few more facts. Well, maybe it's better to say it this way. It's a much more satisfying way to prepare than sort of kind of acting out, acting out the debate. And I think it works for the president uh, each time. Unfortunately, we have to leave it right there. I can listen
5: talk to you all morning long. You you is the well, guy who took on the mob by you know taking on the him big him
17: guys. And him. Amen. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, these guys uh, are nothing compared to the mob, nothing. There's there's zero <laughs> compared to the mob.
1: Yeah, they're not. But remember who anointed Kamala, right? Who anointed Kamala? Soros did. So we have to remember that. Now, in the meantime, the President's YouTube uh, channel is all has a ton of little clips from people with um, Uh, You know, I'm hoping you get better soon. President Trump, totally loving that. They're like little snippets that he's uploading, uh, giving thanks to people that he knows aren't going to be targeted easily, and that's great. I just wanted to share with you my uh, Twitter timeline quickly uh, because it's uh, quite interesting. What is developing? And um, Here we go. Let's take a look. I just wanted to show you my timeline. So, stand fast and ready. The Marines, ready AF. Boomers, B-2 missions, ready, says the Navy. We have more. Uh, let me just show you the booms. U.S. Army, boom one. U.S. Navy, boom two. I just want you guys to be prepared and to know that it's all under control. The President is... Is in the driver's seat. And so there is absolutely nothing. Nothing. I repeat. Nada to worry about. Cause he's got this like nobody's business. Um, now yesterday I was unable to do movie night. So we're doing it tonight. We'll do it at eight o'clock. So that way, you know, because a movie's like an hour and a half, we don't want to do it too late. That's for the Amazon Prime. Uh, I, I, I think I look, let's just put it this way. I know you guys are going to totally love, uh, what I'm going to be, uh, showing. It's going to be a completely, you know, what? I know you guys are going to love it. So, uh, we're going to have it tonight since I couldn't do it yesterday. That's for those that are Amazon prime members. I don't make the rules. Amazon prime does. Uh, So I apologize for that. Uh, You have to be an Amazon Prime member in order to watch, you know, copyright and all. So tonight, 8 o'clock, we'll watch it. And um, obviously, I will uh, tell you guys what it is that um, we're going to be watching uh, when it happens. Because I don't want anyone watching it in advance. So on that note, guys, God bless. I will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. And for those of you that are gonna be that are Amazon Prime members, we'll be watching the show together. Let's I don't want to God bless the world on
10: fire. I just wanna start
1: a flame in your um, Hi. Hey.